Good morning, and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. Our service this morning will be led by the Senior High School Youth Group. We are a spiritual community dedicated to the free search of truth and meaning, and we welcome all persons of religion, ethnic or racial orientations, sexual orientations, abilities, or other circumstances. We extend a special welcome to our visitors this morning. We're glad you're here. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there is a spark of the divine in every human. In the spirit of that heritage, please turn and greet each person to your right, left, back, front, up, and down, and welcome them here this morning. Please join me in saying the words by which we light our chalice. In the light of truth, in the warmth of love, we gather to seek, to find, and to share. You asked me to define what is divine. It's a list of little things that kind of twinkle. Causes my confined happiness to unbind. Let us drop the political and up the theatrical. Call me insane, I like the smell of flames. And kissing in the rain, I shall not refrain. In a world overrun with complaining, it wouldn't hurt to add a little bit of rhyming. For when I feel like crying and the world is dragging, there are tiny things that cause a happy psyche. Running barefoot like my childhood. Watching the space between my toes fill with mud. Feeling the raindrops hit my cheeks. Looking out at the mountain peaks. These are life's little treats. Laughing under the white linen covers with a crush that makes you stutter. Old memories of your brother, the only people you feel true comfort. I have this dream of getting a pickup truck just to look at the stars and be that moonstruck. The whispering winds in the yonder trees. The smell of eucalyptus or bergamot. Talking to a friend at an hour such as three. These are life's, these are things in life that will forever be sought. Now sure there are things in life that are tragic, things that hurt and pry at your well-being, but there are small tiny things that are almost magic, make it worth trying. The list of little things that I define as divine, maybe it's a small memory of the beach, or, le- or leaving something toxic in life behind, the smell of sage, blossoming open the metaphorical doors of a cage, the crackling of a fire, these are all things I desire. Let my happiness be sustained, for I have found the divine in the mundane. People often ask what holds Unitarian Universalists together. We all come find inspiration in different religions, Judaism, Christianity, Paganism, Buddhism, Hinduism, and many others. As Unitarian Universalists of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin, we find unity in our mission statement, which we say together. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. Everybody, it's time for the story for all ages, so I'd like to invite all the young and young at heart up to the stage for a story called Treasure Stones. In a time not so long ago, and a place not so far away, there lived a boy named Arthur Liesmer. Arthur always had a pencil in his pocket because Arthur loved to draw. He drew clouds, he drew birds, he drew flowers, he drew many beautiful things, and he drew pictures of stones. Why are you drawing a boring old stone, his friends would ask. They're just gray, they're just rocks. No, Arthur would tell them, stones are beautiful. Just look, some stones have gold flecks, some have tiny crystals. In the rain, a stone can change color. In the sunshine, it can sparkle. Every stone is a treasure, every stone is beautiful. Arthur would draw anywhere, anytime. He drew in the morning at the breakfast table. He drew during lunchtime at school. 
He even drew on Sundays in church. Put that away, his mother would tell him. So he would close his sketchbook and put his pencil in his pocket, and he would listen to their minister. But sometimes during the service, Arthur would still be thinking about drawing. When he was 26 years old, Arthur decided to leave his home and travel across the country. The trees and the flowers and the animals Arthur saw were all new, and all of them were beautiful. He traveled to many places, going to the mountains and the lakes and the prairies and the rivers of that great land, painting pictures of all the things he saw. People liked his pictures. They liked seeing the world through Arthur's eyes. His pictures were like windows into a new world. In his pictures, people could see a river of snow flowing down a mountainside, saw trees with great gnarly roots all twisted together. They saw little gray rocks colored bright red by the setting sun. They saw a tree bowing in the wind, and above it, little white clouds following each other across the sky. People hadn't seen that before. They hadn't realized just how magnificent the world was. Just look, Arthur would say. Look and see. Five years, after, five years later, he became a teacher in an art school, showing people how to create art. Not just with paper and pencil, though, but with wire and cloth and felt and feather and bits of rock and all kinds of things. On Sundays, he taught children at his Unitarian church. Let's go outside, he would usually say. Let's see what we can find. I found a stone, a little girl said one day. It's just gray. Let's see, Arthur said. He licked his finger to get it wet, and then he rubbed it on the stone. The stone turned pink, then purple, and then gray again. It's like a rainbow, the little girl said. Then Arthur took out his pencil from his pocket, as he still always carried a pencil. And he drew two small dots on one end of the stone, and a long curving line on the other end. It's like a mouse, the little girl said. Then he turned the rock over so they could see all the little spidery lines in the cracks. It's like a map, the little girl said. Then sunshine came, and the rock began to sparkle. Now it's silver and gold, she said. It's like treasure. It is treasure, Arthur told her. The little girl nodded. She held the stone that was a rainbow and a mouse and a map and a treasure tightly in her hand. It's my treasure stone, she said. I can see that now. What kind of treasures do you see? Our meditation today is what is there beyond knowing? What is there beyond knowing that keeps calling to me? I can't turn in any direction, but it's there. I don't mean the leaves grip and shine, or even the thrush's silk song. But the far-off fires, for example, of the stars, heaven's slowly turning theater of light, or the wind playful with its breath, or time that's always rushing forward or standing still in the same, what shall I say, moment. What I know, I could put into a pack as if it were bread and cheese and carry it on one shoulder, important and honorable, but so small, while everything else continues unexplained and unexplainable. How wonderful it is to follow a thought quietly to its logical end. I have done this a few times. But mostly I just stand in the dark field in the middle of the world, breathing in and out. Life doesn't have any other name but breath and light, wind and rain. If there's a temple, I haven't found it yet. I simply go on drifting in the heaven of the grass and the weeds. Now, please feel free to come forward and light a candle to focus on hopes, special events, or memories. Hello, my name is Kira Ajale. I'm a senior, and I'm about to bridge in about like 30 minutes. So, 
Youth Sunday is a big deal for us down in room 11. Usually the youth group seems very removed from the congregation and the rest of the church since we hide away in our room at the end of the hall every Sunday going in before service and staying way later than any congregation member. However, this church, despite the distance, has really made an impact on my life. When we started planning for Youth Sunday, I was really excited. I, made a, I, want a way, I wanted to write a homily so I could share something special and profound with this congregation before I bridged. I searched for a long time for the perfect topic. I went and watched last year's service online to see what a good homily really sounds like and gain inspiration. The homilies were great, and seeing those seniors speaking, I felt something. I felt the love of my friends, and I felt some immediate butterflies in my stomach watching them get up in front of the congregation. And then I felt silly, feeling butterflies just for watching someone else's public speaking. In the middle of watching the homilies, I finally understood what I'd been looking for. Divinity. It was simple. Divinity had surrounded me, and I hadn't even known it. Concealed in the mundane. What I realized is, divinity isn't just found in the mundane like a hidden treasure. Most often, the divinity is the mundane. That sounds banal, but it's true. The divinity I found was in the moments of authenticity, of purity. The moments of, I saw a strong or true emotion shining through. Watching the seniors of last year get up and give homilies, I felt nervous. I was so surprised by my reaction that I had to stop and think about what was going on. Seeing the youth get up and speak about their own souls, I saw bravery. Now, I'm an actress, and I've acted in many shows. I've gotten up in front of people and made a fool of myself. I have have danced and sang, which is definitely making a fool of myself. I have even pretended to have sex on a carpet in front of an audience. so. So, you know, that's cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have done many a silly thing. But all that was scripted. It wasn't me. It was my characters, Ruth or Rizzo or Sandrine. From my experience in the theater, I can tell what is real and what isn't. I can see what is true. The youth I watched were simply themselves. They were honest and brave, truly them. I saw divinity in their courage and authenticity. After realizing what divinity is to me, I now see it everywhere. I even see divinity at school. School has been hard recently. The year is ending and people are rushing to finish their work and prepare for finals. AP tests just happened. But amidst all the chaos, I saw divinity. I saw it in my calculus work. It's my hardest class, yet one of my favorites. The math is very challenging and frustrating, to say the least. But seeing my classmates talk about a particularly hard problem, I saw divinity. The joy of one student getting a hard problem right was shared by all the classmates. I saw divinity in my calculus teacher's love for her students and her determination to help a student succeed. I saw it in the students frantically finishing assignments in the library before the bell through through their determination to succeed and accomplish their goals well past the time a normal student would have just given up and taken a late grade. I saw it in the students sharing music with their friends and with the first chair cellist in my orchestra during the middle of a song the quiet moments and people where their true feelings and intentions shine through. The problem many people have is that they search too hard. They were like me, looking and looking for the perfect thing to write about. People want the perfect example of divinity to appear, obvious and sparkling. But divinity is all around. It is in the simplest moments, the real moments that everything is built around. Sometimes we might lose sight of it, 
forgetting the beauty of the world around us, but it is always there. Divinity is the truth and authenticity of everything and everyone. Most often, the divinity is the mundane. Thank you. Hello, I'm Alicia Stadler, and as Kara said, I'm a senior, and I'm also about to bridge in 30 minutes. I'm about to lead you on a journey, and this is interspecies meditation, so please take a moment to sit back and relax. Look into the eyes of an animal. It might be your cat, dog, or other creature that you have. And as you look into those eyes, reflect on this being that is never to be duplicated, just like you and me. Pay attention to what you see. The years of living present within those eyes and the vitality that shines through their color and transparency. Contemplate their shape. Notice the angles and curves of individuality that make the face of this creature a unique work of art, crafted by time and desire. And as you look into this being's eyes, pay attention to what also you cannot see, the inwardness, the inside, the selfhood, the eye that is singular towards its outward expression. Now consider the idea of animal ministry. You have to pause a minute. Animal ministry is a little confusing. Ministers who help animals with their spirituality, animals who comfort people, ministers who help animals with spirituality, animal rights activism. We live in a culture that has a contradictory view of the animal world rooted in religious idea that humans are more important than animals. Religion can give us a way to face our imbalance and our disconnection from the animal world. And Unitarian Universalism may be especially well suited to break the road down the religious firewalls between divine, human, and animal. We can find guidance in both our first principle, the inherent worth and dignity of every person, and our seventh principle, respect for the independent web of all existence of which we are a part. We treat each other with respect as we struggle with the ethical and spiritual questions about our relationship to animals, even when we come up with different answers about our relationship. It is not our relationship to animals we need to rethink. We are animals, and just one very small, out-of-balance part of the animal world. Us thinking that we are above animals, denying our own animalness, our sexuality, the violence inherent in eating, the certainty of death, and the limits of control has gotten us into serious trouble on this planet. Our deep, compassionate love for these creatures may be a way to help us change course. Unitarian Universalism can help us sort out our place in the animal world, how we find joy in these animals, how we bless, celebrate, and grieve our bonds with them, how we act on the ethical questions about animal products we consume and resources we devote to our pets. And most important, how we call on one another to reverse the imbalance and damage that we've done to the earth that all of us animals depend on. This is what I find the divine and the mundane. Thank you. When I was six years old, 
my father became interested in Buddhism. He wasn't really too keen on the whole religious aspect of it, but he was absolutely taken with meditation and would meditate for hours each week, searching for enlightenment. At the UU church we attended in Cheyenne, they would host weekly meditation gatherings that my father attended, and since he spent very little time with me, he decided to take me with him one day. Now, being the age of six and having no clue what Nirvana was other than one of my dad's favorite bands, I wasn't exactly the target audience for conversion to Buddhism. But I liked spending time with my dad and visiting the familiar halls of our church. So after promises of Baskin-Robbins and a chance to get out of the house, I was easily sold. When we arrived at the church and made our way to the tiny room the gathering was hosted in, I was stoked. All of the chairs were just tiny beanbags with little mats beneath them. <laughs> Surely meditation would be delightful. The instructor was an older woman with a soothing voice and loose, flowy clothes. And she invited us to take whichever cushion we liked and join the handful of other people already seated. Sitting crisscross applesauce, just like the instructor and my father, I eagerly awaited what was to come next, the long-awaited meditation. I listened absent-mindedly as the instructor explained some background of Buddhism, and after what felt like an eternity of fidgeting, the instructor finally got to the good stuff. She told us to focus on our breath and clear our minds, letting all thoughts drift away. Naturally, like most young children, I wanted to be like all the other adults, and more importantly, my father. But naturally, like most young children, after about three seconds of sitting still, I was ready to die of boredom. <laughs> For the remaining half hour of the meditation, I picked at the carpet and glanced around at all the peaceful adults with their eyes closed, wondering both if they knew some trick I didn't and when the agony would end. <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't go back to the meditation group again. Years have passed, and time has changed things. I'm no longer close to my father, and I can meditate now without too much distraction if I really put my mind to it. But over time, I've found that my preferred path to nirvana and enlightenment isn't found in the steady inhale and exhale that I focus on too intently. No. My bliss comes from the most simple of pleasures. It comes from the smell of freshly cut grass, from the texture of velvet and silk, from the taste of my almost too tart lemonade made just the way I like it. I find divinity in the feeling of lying in the sun after a long swim, in the cool, crisp night air under the stars in the middle of North Carolina in the swagger of my step as I walk the streets of familiar neighborhoods like I own each pavement slab. I see every god that has ever been in my mother's spindly fingers, my sister's booming laugh, the freckles in my best friend's eyes. All of these things I never notice until I suddenly do, and they certainly aren't what I expect to find spirituality in, yet they hold me struck with childlike wonder. To be fair, I am most certainly not a priest or a monk, nor am I an expert of psychology or spirituality, but it is my belief that there is both a little bit of divinity in each and every person, 
and that each and every person can find divinity hidden somewhere in their lives, waiting to be uncovered. So I implore you, please, don't be the six-year-old stuck trying to reach enlightenment through eternities of boredom and wondering what secret trick the others know that you don't. Instead, try something new. If pews are too hard for your taste, or if crossing a church's threshold makes you burst into flames screaming tongues, <laughs> find divinity in the weeds growing up between the sidewalk cracks, or the perfect pleat of a brand new dress, or the face that you make the second before you start laughing. All around us is nirvana, enlightenment, bliss, disguised in the form of the everyday. So why wait until Sunday to experience the divine? Thank you. Not too long ago, I downloaded this new little app by Nintendo. It's some kind of social media network that uses customizable characters and asks a whole ton of questions eager for some interesting answers to share with others. People can answer these in any way they want as long as they fit the character limits. It will then submit them for friends to see. It can also go through different answers that your friends have given. They all come at random though, so you can get a couple of deep, thoughtful answers to fairly simple questions, followed by 20 bad puns and sexual innuendos. Oh, and they're all read out loud in a computer text-to-speech voice. Anyway, the point that I'm trying to get at with this, and there is a point, I promise this isn't just a product placement, is that this silly little app has helped me realize how much I find grand divinity in almost anything. And all it had to do was ask a simple question. Something that it thought I could answer with the character limits. This question was, when was the last time you were deeply moved? My fingers paused over the keyboard of my phone as I sat and thought what I was going to put down. What for my life qualified as the most recent time I was deeply moved? I always try to find reasons to be grateful for the little things in my life, to see the good when I might otherwise be led to see the bad, though I couldn't think of a particular time when I was moved. When, for just a moment, everything felt pretty perfect or my soul felt like it was set on fire from passion and love. So I sat and thought a little bit more. Have I had a time recently where maybe a friend said something that blew me away, leaving me feeling totally at peace? Or maybe it was one of those times when I would read those gorgeous Hellenic hymns online, sinking deeper into my theology. Sure, those were all moving moments, but I felt like something else had happened more recently than those. Still, couldn't find anything in my memories that fit the concept of deeply moving. Then it hit me. I almost brushed away the idea because it was such a silly moment if seen from the outside. If anybody came across me during that moment, they would have no idea as to why I was reacting as if I had reached the highest point of my life. I wasn't near anything great or doing anything powerful, but to me, it was incredible. It was moving. I ended up not putting the whole thing down in the answer box on that app. The character limit wouldn't give me enough room to do it. Thankfully, though, I still have a few minutes to explain it all to you. <laughs> I was sitting outside on the balcony of an apartment facing the trees. My ukulele was with me, but I wasn't yet playing. I also had a book with me, but I wasn't reading it either. Instead, I was captivated by the view in front of me. The sky was a soft, beautiful blue, 
bright from the sun, which was excited to shine and bring spring to us all, just warm enough to be comfortable in light clothes. The trees were so gorgeous and green. Each leaf was so stunning in its own way. In that moment, it wasn't just a boring old tree, but a giant living thing made of separate pieces, all working together to be strong, healthy, and provide for the earth. The sun was at a perfect point in the sky. It was conveniently hidden and just enough behind some leaves to not hurt my eyes, but was also able to shine through to another tree, hitting the leaves with its rays. The leaves were dressed in the sunlight as they rocked gently in the soft breeze, their undersides a sweet green color, while their tops were a brilliant gold. Through the warm air, I felt the gentle and loving presence of nature. I had no doubt in my mind in this moment that I am an important piece of this universe, and I can find comfort on this earth. It was like I was being held in a soft embrace, just being hugged and held close, protected, safe, loved. I felt so alive in that moment. It was so beautiful. It was artistic. It was incredible, spiritual, and deeply moving. And I got to experience this stunning moment with my spirituality just because I decided to look up. Instead of going on and assuming that there was nothing to stare at in awe, I decided to open my eyes and look at what was being shown to me. To outsiders, I was probably just some weird teenager holding a ukulele crying over trees. But inside, I was having a touching moment with the world around me. I was being reminded that there is such wonderful beauty on this earth, and I'm lucky enough to live on it. I was being told through the leaves and the sun that I am cared for. I could feel Apollo, the Greek god of the health, of health, the sun, and much more, reminding me that I'm okay. The world isn't just sadness and hurting. Though times can be hard or even miserable, I'm not alone. The breeze that hugged me gave me the chance to relax and feel at peace. Everything just felt right. I was made to understand that I do have a place on this earth. I was touched, relaxed, safe, and I was so very deeply moved. Thank you. Now, as we say the words, we extinguish this flame, is we extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. The Sacred Hoop When I was standing on the highest mountain of them all, and round beneath me was the whole hoop of the world, and, I saw, and while I stood there, I saw more than I can tell, and understood more than I saw. For I was seeing in that sacred manner the shape of all things of the Spirit, and the shapes as they must live together like one being. And I saw the sacred hoop of my people was one of many hoops that make one circle white as daylight and starlight. And in the center grew one flowering tree to shelter all the children of one mother and one father. And I saw that it was holy.